0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors! What is up? Higher learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay.
0: Rachel, where are you?
1: New York City. Wow. Jenny from the block.
0: <laughs> you doing your whole thing?
1: Actually, no. I, I'm going somewhere, and I'm just trying to keep my hair down. You know how it goes. I
0: don't want it to frizz all up. You should wear that though. That looks. That, you yeah, like this like look?
1: I used to rock the scarves yeah. all the time on my head. I don't know. I got, it got away from me.
0: Why? You got too much money? Have you
1: not? My hair...
0: No. You got too much
1: money. If you notice, rage, you my, rage, my, my hair changes all the time. Different wig. Yeah. Sometimes it's natural. Yeah. Sometimes I got weave right now. You know, I, I I like to keep it funky, as Trudy used to say.
0: That That hotel room... Looks a little lacking. I'm not gonna lie. I'm to be honest. What? I look at it, it looks very basic. That is all Oh no, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. It looks good. Where when you go to New York, I've been told I'm like, wait, where by wait, Tommy Alton, by the
1: time this comes out, I'm not stay I can't say where I'm staying, but what did Tommy say? I should hit Tommy up.
0: They say that when you stay at a hotel in New York that you sit, you shouldn't stay in Midtown. A lot of these people put me in Midtown. I like to stay really? on the Lower East Side. No. But I can put in midtown. What borough are you in right now?
1: I'm by Central Park. So I'm right, I'm okay. right, right above. Right above. <laughs> Why are you laughing?
0: sounds like you it sounded like you said you were in bisexual park. Like he's like he's like I'm by bi, I'm bisexual. I'm in bisexual park.
1: <laughs> I'm by central <laughs> park. Right above, right above interesting part. right above Midtown, but I, I, don't like Lower East I don't like Lower East Side. I don't like Lower East Side because it's too crowded. Mm-hmm. It's too crowded for me. I need a little space. I need a little breathing room. Yeah. These these in streets aren't City, crowded. You, 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 don't like, <laughs> you, you don't like crowds in New York City, right? What can I say? Even when I lived here, yeah. I lived in Jersey. I just I'm not You did. Yeah, I need
0: it's tough for me too. I'm a country boy. i tell you what though. Central Park is, I'm convinced, I've said this before Central Park, most wondrous place in the world. Yeah. It's the most magical, well, beautiful world, but whatever. It is well, magical talk, and whimsical. Let me talk my shit. It
1: is magical and
0: whimsical. Go ahead. I, I go to Central Park and I go to Central Park and I'm walking through the park. I see people laid out like it's the beach. <laughs> then I see. A press conference about reproductive rights outside of the Susan B. Anthony statue that they're doing that. I'm like, God ah, damn, it's like a, a huge fucking, it's like a big contrast between, you know, man. Like, you know. Now I continue to walk outside roller disco. This is all within I've 15, even 20 seen minutes roller of roller disco. Outside roller disco, outside roller disco, Central Park, this summer, put it on my Instagram. Mm. Then I continue to walk and swans and boats niggas like horse drawn carriages and
1: yeah you
0: know, uh, fucking people sword fighting you know what I'm saying they also sword fight in bisexual park but <laughs> different <laughs> different different thing um, but yeah I, I like it but I I don't know. New York just it it New York arrests me. It's like sensory overload for me
1: There I feel invigorated when I come here. There's something that I just just knowing so much happens here and things get done here and deals are made here makes me feel so special. It just takes me back to the time that I was 17 years old when I came here for the first time. And I remember being in Times Square and I was like one day I'm going to be here. I'm going to, and I didn't even know what I was going to do. Fast forward to having our billboard in Times Square. So it's, there's something about it that I'm connected to, but I I don't want to necessarily live here. I like to be connected to the city, but not of the city.
0: You like to be connected to the city, but not of the city. So do you like LA? We've never really discussed this since you moved out there.
1: I like LA. Nothing's going to, I love Texas. That's home. But I like LA.
0: So you say that Dallas is better than Los Angeles.
1: My family's there. My nephews are there. And that's not what I asked but you. Ask but that's why it's better than me. That's why it's better than me.
0: I'm not. That's not That's not the point. I'm asking you. Don't see. I, I don't need you to emotionalize this. Uh-uh. That's what's wrong with black people. We're too emotional about that.
1: I'm going to call the judge. Don't I, do that. to do like,
0: the judge. What's, Tell what, them how you Which talking. city is better? This, so that's what they. That's, by the way. Dallas. Uh, Dallas is a better city than Los Angeles, to me. Interesting. Okay. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm with it. Hold up. Wait a minute. I just want to. I want to. I want to. I, I we we have a podcast. These are the things we talk about. So I want to know in your opinion, because this a, will definitely be yourself, this,
2: so.
0: What the
1: fuck is that, Donnie?
0: Don. No, that that was your. That was from you. That was not me.
2: It's quiet on my end.
0: What the hell is going on,
1: Chloe Christian? Who did
2: that?
0: Who is Chloe?
2: We got the interns in
0: sitting in. Chloe Ah, Christian, their mics are off. It was not them. Bullshit. It said Chloe Clark. Show
1: your face. It said
0: Chloe Clark. On my shit. Pop on. (laughs) Pop on, Chloe. Pop on. You done done it now. Chloe, I need video right now or you're fired. Like, like. I'm here. um, Chloe. What's going on, Chloe?
1: Mute your shit. I got
0: you. Okay. Mute your shit. We're now now it's gotta be Chloe time a little bit. Now now we gotta Chloe. So, since you Dallas, want to be on the podcast, Chloe. LA. Dallas or LA, Chloe. Which one of you, which one do you like better?
1: I have to say LA. I've never been to Dallas. I've heard I'm Turn her camera off. Turn her mic off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Chloe. Chloe I, I was kidding. She's gone. <laughs> Chloe, she, hey, Chloe's smart. <laughs> See?
0: See, you fucked it up. We had Chloe on the run, and Chloe was so smart. You said turn it off. She's like, I'm With out. Like <laughs> she's like, so um Dallas, so you say Dallas is better than LA and the question because this is obviously we're gonna break this out and then put this out for public consumption so people can. Why is Dallas better than Los Angeles?
1: You know my main reason is emotional.
0: Yeah, I don't care. I'm asking you to be look, by the way, the whole the black people too emotional thing, that's what they've been saying about us <laughs> since the last two weeks as niggas been wilding on their <laughs> platforms everywhere. But I want to know if you truly think. That Dallas is better than Los Angeles, and if so, why? This is an interesting topic.
1: Well, I just think that Dallas. It's hard for me to not be biased because I'm born and raised there. So to me, there's more of a f- familial aspect. Not talking about my family, I just feel more. It's easily. First of all, people are nicer. It's
0: in Dallas. The food is better. In LA?
1: Mm-hmm. Dallas. Is, the
0: food is better in Dallas than Los Angeles.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm Mm -mm. we got better barbecue we got better tex-mex
0: come on yeah the mexican so you got better tex-mex you are you saying right now that the mexican food i know you guys got the tex-mex first of all i fuck with dallas heavy shout out to all of my people i love dallas
1: put up where he could not stop talking about dallas when he was there i
0: love dallas i love dallas i love dallas love it you're telling me right now that Dallas has better Mexican food, Tex-Mex, whatever you want to call it, than Los Angeles. Yes. That's cap. Did That's you try true.
1: the Tex-Mex food in Dallas?
0: I did. And by the way, I've lived in Dallas and been to Dallas okay. a lot from Louisiana. You lived
1: in Dallas. DeSoto, I might add, totally different.
0: Now you diss DeSoto? I'm from the South
1: Side Whoa. of Dallas. No, I'm just saying wow. where... I don't think DeSoto is known for its Tex-Mex food. And mind you, you were like eight when you right. lived there. let us I think Dallas has changed a bit. I think food-wise, it's better. I think community-wise, it's better. Obviously, the nightlife's better. I think the opportunity for what I want to do in
0: L.A. Obviously, is better. Obviously, the nightlife... Lo- in L.A., second. Wait in L.A., in
1: L.A., oh, I mean, in L.A., in LA. LA The okay, nightlife cool. is better. Gotcha. The opportunity is better okay. in L.A. for the things that I want to do. But... I feel Dallas is a city I feel more connected to and I feel like you can feel more connected to than L.A. L.A. Dallas is segregated. L.A. is, but in a different way. Dallas. Right. In the traditional way. L.A. in a status kind of way, in a co- professional kind of way. You're either in or you're out. It's different. Dallas isn't necessarily like that. And it's so up and coming. So I
0: want to do I want to do something. I love Dallas. Shout out to everybody in Dallas. Shout out to everybody from all over the place in Dallas. Love y'all. I want to do something now. I want to have... Where's the best Mexican food in Dallas?
1: I'm not the one to ask.
0: See? You're just losing credibility is what's happening. No, I'm not. Because I'm, I'm not it, it, big your, on the... Food. Your, your... You're, but you say it's better that's fine Rachel it's fine it's an emotional thing we're an emotional people it's fine you just lose credibility this is what I would like to do though it's fine Rachel it's fine you don't even have a favorite Mexican restaurant there. it's better that's fine oh so so this is this is this is what no don't look something up don't don't Rachel if you google shit you'll finish this podcast with Chloe like like you're like. don't google anything it's fine oh you know what you don't even know the place that you told us about that what had to. You know? What was the place that you told us about that you would go get the burritos or some place? It, it was, was like a gas, a gas station yes, that I used did. to be open. No, I did. Ga- I said
1: Fuel City. I'm the one. I definitely huh? said Fuel City. I knew that. Okay,
0: Fuel City. Okay, Fuel here. City. You, you could have. You could. Okay, so Fuel City. All right, but look, I want to have a higher learning sponsored taste off of Mexican food. Okay. Between Dallas. And Los Angeles, because this is interesting. There's always this thing, Texas versus California, as it relates to Mexican food. I want to have a higher learning taste off. I want Dallas restaurants to submit to be chosen for this. I already know the places out here in L.A. It's a lot of bomb ass. It's different types of Mexican food in here. It's Mexican food from different parts of Mexico. All right, it's, it's, Mexican food, it's Mexican food that's totally dead. You have bit off something that you definitely cannot chew. I want you to find out. <laughs> that's only because I can't who, name
1: places.
0: <laughs> nah, who's going to represent Dallas? And we're going to do a Dallas versus L.A. taste-off. Okay, but off how are we going to do this? Right here. How are we
1: going to well, do I mean, this? we're going to do...
0: Either I'm gonna need gonna a proxy.
1: A- I clearly need a proxy. Do well,
0: no, 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 no. We'll we'll just you know we'll do a little research. You know, I'm not expecting you to know every single Mexican food restaurant okay, Dallas. Great. You know, so 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 it, it it we'll do we'll do some research. Okay. But since you say this, Donnie, you have to cut this piece. I'm gonna put this on Twitter and in the Twitter sphere universe. Well, maybe not Twitter. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll find somewhere else to promote yeah. this bitch. But but we're gonna put this out, and I want restaurants. Any restaurant in Dallas that thinks they're great, any restaurant in LA that thinks they're great, and we're gonna have Soulless Jackals <laughs> slash thought Warriors judge this. We're gonna we're gonna have a little dinner. Let's go. Dallas versus fucking Los Angeles. Can't believe you dismissed but, but, but
1: can we agree on the barbecue though? Dallas is better barbecue. Yeah, Dallas then got better barbecue LA. Okay, I mean, there's like right. to Dallas me, got I think of healthy food when it comes. I'm not going to say Dallas has better healthy food, vegan restaurants than 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 Dallas, or Dallas is better than. I mean, I'm anything not say that.
0: anything in that realm, I feel like Dallas is but, but I feel like sometimes think LA gets like hated on in terms of how good the food I just here. These some of the Finest restaurants in the world and I, are in Los Angeles. And, and I
1: know that I'm clearly, I know everyone's listening to this and like, okay, Rachel, you can't even name fast food things. I've never been wowed by the LA food.
0: Well, you're not wowed by any food. Nigga, you never oh, had no, a Big Mac. I know, my favorite
1: Mac, restaurant is Black food. Like, like,
0: <laughs> Right. <like you. laughs> All right. Big deal of the day. Affirmative action. Being challenged. Challenge it! On the other side
3: of this break.
0: Okay, the Supreme Court, which has a 6-3 conservative majority, will hear back-to-back oral arguments. Oral. In the University of North Carolina and Harvard cases, of course you guys remember, uh, these are cases that seek to explore uh, the constitutionality of affirmative action and how it affects who it affects and how it is being administered. Um, The arguments against affirmative action are being brought by a group called Students for Fair Admissions, and it's led by conservative activists, Ed Blum, the group's lawyers have asked the justice to overturn the 2003 ruling, uh, Grutter versus Bollinger, in which the court said race could be considered as a fact in the admission process because universities had a compelling interest in maintaining a diverse campus. Now, it's long been held uh, that there are different sociological issues um, that are involved in admission to these higher universities. When you look at some of these universities, uh a lot of them have kids who are fed into them by pipelines we know right right? legacy yeah we know that well not even legacies i'm talking about even how about this there's a school called chote rosemary right which is just one of very many boarding schools that exists on the east coast there are kids that go to harvard and i'm not i'm Right, right. Harvard, Yale, all of these Ivies that are literally prepared to go to those schools since the moment they start reading books. hmm mm-hmm. They, and it's not even about legacy sometimes. Sometimes it's about, even if you never had someone, you could be nouveau riche. Um, you could have some sort of proximity to somebody else that knows what you're supposed to do. There are a lot of ways to get into those schools uh, that have to do with your social status in America, right? That have to do with where you come from in America. So, you know, affirmative action is something that says, hey, there are a lot of people who are worthwhile, who are bright, um, and certain measurements that we have to uh, find those people might not always be socially fair. And so affirmative action says, in my opinion, um, that there is merit to having a diverse student body uh, that doesn't just have to do with academics, that doesn't just have to do um, with test scores or anything like that, it has to do with the fact that having different people that you go to school with affects the way you live your life as a politician or a business person, and that in and of itself is a reason to encourage affirmative action. Okay. Uh, first of all, what do you think about that? Do you think you you be, do you believe in that, or do you think that all schools should be for white people? Which one do you? In? <laughs>
1: okay, man. Well, when you set the question up like that. <laughs> I I'm a product of an affirmative action policy. My parents are products of affirmative action policy. So this actually makes me it hits really deep because I was talking to both my mom and my dad about this turn on the TV this morning. They're talking about it on uh-huh. CNN. And I, t- I call both my parents separately to talk about it. Had there not been these policies in place, one, my parents would not have met each other. And two, they wouldn't have had the education that they did have to go on and do the things that they've done. We talked about my dad here on here. My dad has been a first in two different ways. My dad wouldn't have had those opportunities had affirmative action not been in place. And what bothers me so much about this, there's a number of things, but if affirmative affirmative action isn't just, oh, you're black or you're brown, or you're a minority and you get in, it's one of the things among many that's considered to let you into that institution. So you're not solely getting in. I can't stand this fear-mongering and these these things that are put out there like, oh, well, you're black and you're brown and you got in over my white child who deserved to get in. No, that person who got in happens to be black or brown. It's one thing that's considered among all the other things. And so affirmative action to me puts merit merit over privilege, which is exactly what you just explained about these uh, boarding schools that feed into these Ivy League schools. There's a reason that it was put into place. There's a reason that LBJ signs an executive order to enforce certain things that were under the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to make sure that institutions were not discriminating against minorities so they can have a, a fair education. So there can be equality and diversity when it comes to who attends these schools. And I'm sick of this whole thing where it's like, if you go to a PWI, I went to a PWI. This is one time where I can talk about this, you know, because you like to shame me for not going to HBCU. If you go to a PWI, these people are acting as if it is black and brown sprinkled with white. You are very much so still a minority with affirmative action policies in place. When I went to UT, 3% black. And that includes the graduate students. Out of 52,000 students, 3% were black. That's with affirmative and action And all the them niggas
0: policies. play football.
1: That's um, with and I constantly got asked if I was an
0: athlete.
1: Constantly right, got asked like if I was that. an athlete if I was there. Well, that's also so, because
0: you could have gone to the Olympics. You, you said this already. You said that you could have gone to the Olympics. You said that back in the day. You said that. Bring up the tape. I said I wanted
1: to.
0: All right, uh, you make a lot of great points. So here, here, here this is another example of why uh, it's sometimes frustrating to think yourself a citizen of this country. So let's look at what we're talking about here. So affirmative action seeks to, and all these other things, we're going to talk about uh, Blum and Nair and who's bringing forth this, this, who's making a ruckus here uh, and what this could possibly mean been um, in it. terms of changing the landscape. Been doing it, right? So think about this, right? So the legacy of Black Americans in this country, has always been about access. And one of the main things that has been denied Black Americans, you know, is an education. Okay? Mm-hmm. It starts off very binary at first. It's you can't teach a slave to read. You we don't, yep. don't want slaves to know how to read, right? And there's many reasons why you don't want a slave to learn how to read, right? You don't want them to have too much agency in the society that you've set up. You don't want them to read Too. What if a what if a slave fucks around and reads the Iliad or the Odyssey, and they go, Jesus Christ, like we can fight, or they read whatever, you know, whatever
1: it is. They start
0: to get ideas. They start to get ideas, right? They start to get all of these (laughs) philosophical things in them that are happening, and you you know what I mean. It it changes their worldview, which is what reading books, you (laughs) sons of bitches, is what what. (laughs) is literate culture, <laughs> is what reading books does. It oftentimes takes you out of the way you think your world uh, actually is, or 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 is, and it connects you to a different view, a different purview of it, It gives you brand new ideas and brand new strength to go out and access those ideas. But you know they never wanted us to have that, right? Never wanted us to have it. So then we build our own schools. We can help build our own schools, the HBCU, something that you just talked about. And we know now that throughout the history of the HBCU, a lot of which are land grant universities that they've been criminally underfunded right they've been criminally mm-hmm. underfunded uh, illegally underfunded right in terms of the money they should have they should have had and so we've seen hbcus struggle with their accreditation we've seen hbcus struggle to keep the lights on we've seen mm-hmm. hbcus uh really have to scrape and really really cobble together um enough resources to educate black and brown students which is their goal so you have a situation to where they're trying to choke the education that we created specifically for us and at the same time they're saying that uh like addressing the issues of the past is not sufficient enough for you to be granted admission to these uh these ivy League schools, these 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 schools that don't have a lot of black kids on the campus. and by the way, you can't be I want, like Rachel said, you can't be slappy c plus student and go to Harvard because you're black correct. that's not what this is you, that that's not what this this is saying that it's a factor in admissions that it, essentially what they're saying is Harvard wants black kids wants brown kids, and we're going to carve out. Some space for them to be at our school because we just don't have faith in ourselves <laughs> that right. we're gonna do that if unless right? we have to, and we think that that's a that 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 that's noble. So Blum's group says that any consideration of race is unlawful under both federal law that bars discrimination in education and the equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment. They also they argue that the UNC, because part of this is not just about these Ivy League schools, it's about other big huge PWIs. That the UNC admissions policy discriminates against white and Asian applicants and that the Harvard policy discriminates against Asians. In both cases, lower courts ruled in favor of the university. So now we're at the uh the Supreme Court. In defending their policies, the universities and their supporters, including the Biden administration, civil rights groups, businesses, and former military leaders, argue that excluding someone based on race is completely different than seeking diversity on campus, which you know, to me makes a lot of sense. The universities say that race is just one factor and that is considered as part of a broad, individualized analysis of each applicant. Rachel, I have a slightly controversial question for you.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: And it's an unfair question. Oh. And so I would preface this uh, with the fact that it's not fair. When this happened at Harvard, it happened on behalf of some of the Asian student body at Harvard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is not lay in the feet or in the lap of our Asian brothers and sisters. However, I would like to see members of the Asian community Asian American community, which has had strained relationship with black Americans um, recently and sometimes in the past, I would think that if there's a challenge to affirmative action, that some members of the Asian community out there would maybe be taking a stronger stance on what this could mean. And I looked around before we got jumped on this podcast to see if there was any critical mass. If anybody was coming to the defense, if anybody was saying, hey, we don't feel discriminated against. Uh, uh, We don't feel that this is discriminatory. Um, And we think that ending affirmative action would be a horrible thing for society. So I talked to a friend about this they told me, and they said, look, it's tough. It's an Asian th- friend of mine.
1: Okay, I was going
0: to ask. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They say, look, it's tough. It's like, why? He was like, no one wants the end of affirmative action. However, in our culture, school is one of the most important things in terms of determining our social mobility, it's drilled into us. We study, 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 we study. We study. That is our, and he's just speaking for, he's just speaking for the, the his his community and people that he knows. This guy I've known since high school, incredibly bright. Um, and so for us, access to school, that being important. It's like a cornerstone. A cornerstone. Of how how we have attained any sort of excellence or stature in America. And it's just hard sometimes because with all the work that you put into that, you want access based upon what you've put in. And. You don't want anything other than the grade point average, the the fucking school stuff, the extracurriculars and all of that work, you want it to mean something. So he's like, I could see a lot of people who understand that kind of being a little torn, uh, in terms of this. What do you what do you what do you think about that?
1: I think that's selfish because it only benefits you and i think that's human nature to think of how things will benefit you or your culture or your community i understand that we do a pro-black podcast i get it but i think for you to hold on to that if that's the mentality that we walk through this entire world with then who do we lift anybody up but ourselves and i think if you truly understand how Black people have been treated in this society, Black and Browns, as we're saying, in this society in particular, then you understand you understand why affirmative action, which really should just even be called, because it was called quotas and then it was called affirmative action. And, I mean, it is affirmative action, but it's really diversity. If you understand the purpose of even implementing that and why that's necessary, then you understand why race should be considered as one of many factors, not the only factor when it comes to admission into these institutions. So we can all have a fair chance. I just don't think there is enough statistically out there, which is why race being one thing that's been considered has been upheld. The last time I think it was challenged was 2003, I think. Um, Why it's been upheld since it has, I think it was first challenged in 1978 because it's one of many factors. It is not the only factor. And there's really, and it shows how it creates diversity in an institution. And I use diversity loosely because I just told you the statistic at University of Texas when I was there. So I I really think, I'm sorry, I think that's a selfish way to think things. I think you're only thinking about your own community and not how that affects us.
0: And by the way, I should say that that by and large, is in no. I just talked to one guy that I've known for a long time and picked his brain. That it is in no way reflective, um,
1: right? He's not of speaking. what a
0: broad cross section of the Asian American community thinks at all. Uh, but it was just interesting to hear that. I was like, "Hey, man, like, is am I am I missing something? I don't see." He's like, "Well, you know, it's school, and it's like a central thing, like like with us." But what he, he did, for- did a great job to explain. Didn't want to come on the podcast because you know didn't want to. It lives a nice quiet life, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, don't do that to him. Man. Do that. <laughs> right, but I think right, it's like right.
1: there are black and brown people as well whose school is extremely important to them. I, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. again, I'm a product of, of an affirmative action policy, yeah. top 10%, which has since changed. It's not even the rule anymore in Texas. It is
0: since top 10%.
1: Yeah, it is since changed. Like, if you're in the top 10% of your school, no matter what school you go to, you automatically have admission into state schools. This is the policy when I was back in
0: two thousand three. Oh, top the TOPS program, yeah.
1: Is that what y'all call it? They call it. So that's, you a, that's you call that's, it TOPS. That's a, that's a policy. That's a form of affirmative action. Yeah. So it's you know it's changed since then. I don't. It then went to seven percent. I don't even know what what the issue is now. Um, Actually, I take that back. I said 2003, it might be 2016 because that girl who went to LSU was trying to get into University of Texas and she was challenging it. Remember that? And she went to LSU and she was upset. Can't blame her. Can't yeah, blame whatever.
0: her. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for this.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's, many... it's not an uphill battle. It's going to get overturned. <laughs> like, let's just, I need, to, I need people to wrap their minds around this. If Roe v. Wade was overturned after being upheld since 1973, affirmative action is getting overturned. We're 6-3. Chief Justice Roberts has already been outspoken. The guy who has the swing vote has already been outspoken about not having affirmative action. It's done. Katanji has removed herself from the Harvard because of her affiliation to Harvard, some board that she sits on. So that's only eight votes on that one. It's done. It's over with. And I need people to understand it, which is why it upsets me so much because I'm already talking about my history to it, my family's history to it. And now I'm going to see my future children and my nephews grow up in a society where affirmative action is not in place. Also to add to that, there are already nine states that don't have affirmative action policies. And they've talked about how what their campuses look like and how their institutions have suffered because in in regards to diversity, because there aren't any affirmative action policies. And I'm also, this is all a part to me of the bigger picture that they're just putting, and by there I mean white people, are putting policies and things in place because everybody knows this country is moving to a minority majority and they're doing things to keep their reign and hold on their society, on the society and the social caste system. It's bigger than that. Mm. And that's how I look at this whole thing. Mm. And if people mm. don't think like it's it's it is no it's it's done. It's done at this yeah. point. Anything that has existed for decades and decades, as soon as it approaches this six, three court, it's over. It's a wrap. It's getting overturned. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Scary, scary stuff in the Pelosi house. The husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was attacked and severely beaten with a hammer by an assailant who broke into the couple's San Francisco home early Friday. David DePape, DePay, 42, confronted the 82-year-old Paul Pelosi with a hammer and attempted to tie Paul Pelosi up with zip ties until Nancy got home. That's what's being reported. Pelosi called 911 when he encountered the threatening man and left the line open. Uh, San Francisco police entered the house around 227. Um, officers saw the pipe violently assault Pelosi with the hammer before they tackled him to the ground and arrested him. This has sparked one of the most disgusting reactions I've ever seen to anything. The reaction to something like this is uh it's part and parcel, in my opinion. Um, just examples of why I don't think there's any going back now. Mm. So, conspiracy theories sprouted from this, that this in some way wasn't what it seemed. I've heard all kinds of speculation from uh-huh. the speculation of a false flag attack, to speculation about Paul Pelosi's sexuality on Elon Musk's new Twitter. I've seen all kinds of things, except for people um, interrogating whether or not the current political climate of America leads people to do extremist and violent things. This is not an isolated incident. We've seen other people uh, invoke white replacement theory in mass shootings. We've seen that. We've seen people use talking points that they've heard from all over the place. Um, to 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 commit violent acts, uh, and so whether rather than have and look, it's happened primarily on one side, but at the same time, someone did open fire on a softball game, yeah. and shoot, uh, Steve Scalise years ago. What I'm tell ta- what I'm talking about right now is not who's perpetrating the political violence. What I'm talking about right now is the propensity. Of Americans to engage into political violence, like we saw even at the FBI building and why we can't have that conversation free of agenda. There shouldn't be anything that stops anyone from saying that this was wrong. It seems to be clear to me that this was an assassination attempt on Nancy Pelosi. and uh, This oh, guy right. had all types of rhetoric, rhetoric uh, that informs me of that. And the fact that we can't just have a conversation about how fucked up that is, it's just, it shows to you it's a diagnosis of America's current political disease. And when the disease gets this bad, it's like stage four. I don't think that there's any cure in it. But when you saw this, what did you see? I mean, the Republicans have been just textbook putrid on this. They have, and I I say the Republicans because I'm not a Democrat, but I say the Republicans because that's who's been putrid on this. Like, putrid on this. When
1: you say putrid, I'm not talking about the extreme stuff that's been said, but are you even referring to putrid as the fact that, and this, I guess, dives into the political or, or having an agenda, but the fact that they're saying that this is, just an isolated incident with this guy rather than realizing that this guy was driven to do this by certain rhetoric that he has heard from these politicians, from their supporters?
0: It's not even that deep. What it's about is, look, I'm talking about from the highest ranking, biggest swinging dicks and vaginas on the right. Just a rebuke of this. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Just a rebuke, right? Like, there's a reason why you don't call out the white supremacists in your base. And a lot of people think that it's because you are a white supremacist. Hmm. And that could be true. But the more likely thing is because you don't want to offend them.
1: That's definitely it.
0: So, So, but think about that, though. Not wanting to offend them and wanting them to be a part of your base and wanting them to have a voice in your base is energizing and giving validation to what it is that they're saying. So it's not enough that people are asking all kinds of weird questions about this, right? Right. And we'll see as we learn more if there's any truth to any of the fucking muses that people are throwing out. Is that by not rebuking this, You're endorsing it,
1: absolutely. Because
0: what 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 you're doing is you're saying, I don't want to come out strong against this because I don't want to offend anybody that might think this was the right thing to do,
1: or I don't want to lose the vote. I don't. I don't want to lose lose the vote. I don't want to lose my base. It's terrifying. There no eth. There's no ethics at all. People. It's like there are no morals. There are no values. Everything is unethical. You're right. On its face, you should be able to condemn this and honestly should be terrified that we're living in a society. If January 6th, that alone should have shown you something. But now here we have, and, and and like, I don't even want to get into the fact that there should be, and maybe they'll revisit the rules that are in place for family members of these politicians. But now we're living in a society where you have, and I think we talked about this, where we're creating these vigilantes that are not, that are going to attack politicians, outspoken people, activists. We're seeing them attack immigrants, anything that is against what they're pushing on the far right. And it's sad because we've seen this before and we're, and this isn't going to be the last time that we see something like this. This is terrifying. You asked me my original thought. It's absolutely terrifying.
0: Mm, you're scared. So am I. Yeah. Um,
1: my mom, it, my mom texts me a prayer when she saw this. She said, You have a platform and you're extremely outspoken. We're really living in scary times.
0: hmm Oh, so she's she's afraid something's gonna happen to you?
1: Yeah, she's just like you're very outspoken. You just don't know. You never
0: know. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, I actually so.
1: screenshot this. After the after the um, right after Pelosi sent, and I didn't tell my mom this, and she's not gonna hear this now. Right after Pelosi sent or not sent but right after what happened to Pelosi happened I got an email that said Rachel Lindsay shut the fuck up you black nigger bitch
0: I gotta hear both sides (laughs) 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 it's not like you're funny (laughs) funny. what were y'all talking about (laughs) I gotta (laughs) hear I gotta
1: I gotta, I gotta hear both sides. <laughs> I gotta, you know.
0: <laughs> Obviously, that's that's
1: terrible. why that's that that the kind of stuff. Here. Yeah, that's why my mom gets scared.
0: Um, of <laughs> course, there was Tom Emmer, who I watched on Face the Nation. He uh, he had to answer questions about the fact that he posted a video of himself firing a gun with the hashtag #FirePelosi. Uh, that was last week. This is that image. Fire Pelosi, he's got a gun.
1: You know what you're doing. It's a
0: it's a dog whistle. And it's not even a good one because us humans can hear it.
3: Mm.
0: It's just getting scary out there. It's getting scary out there. Well, it's not scary is the world of Have uh, you seen The Watcher? The Watcher. What no, what is that?
1: It's on Netflix. It's a series that's out, it's based on a true story. Uh There is a conversation that's had in that series, and this isn't giving anything away, and they have a conversation about a saculum. What's that? It's like, let me get the exact definition. A saculum, it's a length of time roughly equal to a potential lifetime. They say around 80 years. And they say if you look at history, Uh every 80 years something happens. American Revolution, 80 years later. You had the Civil War, 80-ish years later, you had World War II, 80-ish years later is now. It's just interesting. Sorry. Jesus Dr. Christ. So I, I, I started, I went down a dark, he didn't say all that. He just said it. And I went down a dark hole, started plugging in numbers. And I was like, wow, every 80 years, it's like a new, a new not generation comes, but it's another lifetime. And so it's a turning over and something big happens and we're living in it right now.
0: How come somebody didn't tell me about the seculum? Somebody should have let me know the seculum was coming. I don't like that shit. They should have been preparing us for the seculum in like ninety five. What is it? Secul? Secul? I, is I it? said seculum. It could be secul.
1: Secul. Seku.
0: Secu, Seku secu, Donnie. Seku Donnie. <laughs>
1: Donnie.
0: How do you say that word, Donnie? Now
3: I'm gonna go. Seculum. How do you? I don't say that. Seculum. Yeah, it's spelled that way.
0: How come nobody told us about the saculum? There's, I would, you know how much different stuff I'd have been doing if I'd have known that the saculum was on its way.
1: <laughs> I, it's crazy. No, Everything's I've gonna change in
0: 2022. So. Saculum.
1: But I mean, you have said, said that you know dynasties only last a certain couple hundred years, and we're it, yeah. Were but up I was, was that saying too. that to
0: I was saying that to sound smart, not to fucking have more anxiety. Mm. fucking secular. the look. judge says that
1: too though what you say
0: the judge said what
1: about the dynasties too
0: he's been oh, saying they that don't, too they don't last they mm-hmm. don't last mm-hmm. they don't last they get to a they they have a they get to a point of decadence and where they crescendo and then bye
1: Oh, bye. we fancy today
0: oh we got the yeah I got the I got I, I thought we were gonna be on camera at the thing so I went and went well, to no, the thing
1: you put the pinky yeah. ring on when
0: we we're in person? Put the pinky ring on. You know what I'm saying?
1: Wear it next uh, week because we got a special
0: guest coming in person next
1: week. Special
0: guest coming in. Pinky rings out. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm The special guest that we have coming in next week, I'm going to uh, challenge them to an arm wrestling match.
1: Van, <sighs> why are you going to do that to I'm yourself?
0: Do it. I know. So what? I'm challenging them to our arm wrestling match. I need to see If all the muscles work. That's y'all's hand. I can't wait. Uh, Kyrie Irving in the world of sports. He goes back and forth after he appeared to promote an anti-Semitic film. now If you guys don't know this, Kyrie Irving, who's never had any controversy, he went (laughs) on his social media and he posted a link to a documentary called Negroes Wake Up Black America. So
1: 2018
0: wait, he film. Hebrews to Negroes. Oh, excuse
1: me. Oh, sorry. Oh <laughs> I'm, sorry.
0: I'm sorry. sorry. I'll say it again. Hebrews to Negroes. Wait. Hold on. Hebrews. It's no disrespect intended. Oh, wait, it's
1: turn he down. He hold to me. Hebrews to Negroes. Let me tell them.
0: It's a turn down service. Hi. Well, thank you. I'm fine. I'll be initiated. Oh, no. Thank you. I'm fine. Oh, will just do it. That's how you sound. She can't even hear this. Um.
1: I can't hear you because I have my
0: airpods in. Thank <laughs> you. Um <clears throat> it's it's so it's Hebrews to Negroes. He Hebrews to Negroes. Wake up Black America. It came out in 2018. It's a film that reportedly focuses on anti-Semitic tropes. I've never seen the movie. I was so tempted to watch it last night. No. I was so I, I was tempted to watch it just to see. You know what I mean? And this is and this is the fucking problem. I was tempted to watch it just to see. Mm-hmm. Cause the thing is with me, I always want to be able to make my own mind up on something. I probably still watch it. I'm not gonna lie. But so it, it, I was, but like, and now this is why the word promote is so key in this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the movie um claims that many famous High-ranking Jews have admitted to worshiping Satan on Lucifer. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I changed my mind. I had not seen that sentence. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I don't think I need any more. Okay. Kyrie was asked about that. Okay, so that happens. And then uh, Nets boss, Nets owner, uh, Nets governor, shall I say, Josiah comes out and he, he talks about this. He says, you know, we want to support this and we hope that our players understand and to make tropes, there's no place for him. I'm a block. Kyrie Irving comes back on his Twitter and seemingly tries to clarify what he meant by posting it. Uh, he claims to be an, an omnist, So he respects all religions and all different religious tenets and everybody's point of view on that. Um, and then he was asked about it post-game this weekend. This is what Kyrie had to say.
2: I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people and my community and those that it's actually going to impact. Anybody else that has criticism obviously wasn't meant for them. Hopefully I'm understanding what you said and I, I, I want to make sure I get it right because I don't want to misquote I don't any do of expect. I don't expect understanding from a media conglomerate group that sincerely talks about the game of basketball and then we bring up religion as if it's correlative at times when it's convenient for people to bring it up. So please just be direct with your question right. so we can move on from this and I can talk about the game and go home to my son Elohim and my wife Marlene, okay? Am I to take it that this was, the, what you shared was not something that you've even watched, this was, you did, okay, you did watch it or either watch it or read. I had a lot of time last year to read a lot, read a whole bunch, good and bad about the truth of our world. So then do you, I guess, understand or not understand those that might imply that that work had anti-Semitic leanings in it? Right. And I only ask this because the tweet is still up there, so I We're in 2022, that. it's on Amazon, a public platform, whether you want to go watch it or not is up to you. There's things being posted every day. I am no different than the next human being, so don't treat me any different. You guys come in here and make up this powerful influence I have over top of the adultery of oh, you you cannot post that. Why not?
0: Okay. Um so let's have a conversation with love here. Okay.
1: With love.
0: Um always with love for me when i'm talking to when i'm talking to black men okay even in disagreement even in vehement disagreements disagreement even in um even in dangerous even in war intellectual war it's always love uh i have i have a dream <laughs> Rachel
1: don't get me started. Okay.
0: Okay. I have a dream. Um, and my dream is to exist in a thriving black community, a world society where different points of view on how we get to where we're going, different points of view on humanity, religion, and, uh, and society economics are all at the table for discussion. Okay. But in order for us to have that, we have to have responsibility.
2: Hmm.
0: And we have to have a sense of not just personal responsibility, but cultural responsibility. Mm-hmm. Twitter has made it impossible for us to have conversations amongst one another without everybody knowing about them. Okay. Because when you say something publicly, I've had many people say to me, Van, why didn't you pull Kanye West aside and talk to him off camera about what he said at TMZ? And I said, because I say to them, and I say now, because that wasn't sufficient. What was said on a very, what was said was said on a very loud public forum. Exactly. And the, it needed to be met with a counter that was as loud, as direct, but with love and patience for someone who is standing in wrong. You're standing in a lot of wrong, brother. Let me help you. Let me pull you out of your wrong. I want to pull you out of your wrong or what as I see as your wrong. At the same time, I don't really want it to get on me that much. So I'm going to put my hand out, but I need you to stick your hand out as far so we can get you out of that pit of wrong. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of things that I haven't seen the documentary. So the only thing that, in terms of the documentary, and this is another reason why Vance curiosity gets gets excuse me, douchebag alert. This is another reason why my curiosity um, gets to me sometimes because I want to be able to counter the specific narrative in the documentary. Right? I see here that the documentary talks about Jewish people who might have who might worship the devil and the fact that. High-ranking Jewish people worship the devil. I already know that the documentary ain't for me Mm -hmm. because I don't think that there's much worth in having that conversation. This is why I'll tell Kyrie, this is why I would say to other brothers like Kyrie, you can't have it both ways. Kyrie Irving said it in the same soundbite right there that he had influence Mm -hmm. and that he wanted to put something out there for his people, right? And at the same time, that he's not influential enough for us to care about what he's saying.
1: That's it.
0: And the reason why that's a cop out from Kyrie Irving is because it both affirms that he's somebody that people listen to but then tells everyone that I know that but don't pay attention to what I'm saying move on to basketball. Mm-hmm. 6 million followers on Twitter Kyrie Irving has and he has them because he is a great basketball player. He's used this platform to talk about a lot of things that are near and dear to him. It's the power of what he has. Uh what I'm t- what I need these brothers to do is to It's too much for me to ask for them to be able to filter through some of the lies that they're ingesting. That's too much to ask. I think it's too much to ask for me to say, hey, what you watch in that that documentary is most likely bullshit. In terms of the religious propaganda against Jewish people, if we want to have a conversation about black people as Jews in the past, if we want to talk about what Jesus really looked like, if we want to talk about how the world sprang forth from Africa, who the original man is, I'm here for it all. If we're going to use pride in ourselves or pride in the the origins of this of this world as we see them to discount or minimi- minimize somebody else's struggle. I can't get with that. I can't get with people who hate Jewish people more than they love themselves. Like I can't get with anything that is used to kill, rape or destroy another group of people. Sure if we're talking about us and who we are and anything that's been subtracted from who we are through history, um, anything that's been tractive, subtracted from who we are uh, through school, let's have those conversations and get to a point to where we really have an understanding of what it is and what black people have meant, what Africans have meant to human civilization. Mm-hmm. But I need Kyrie, his twin brother Kanye and the rest of the people that are out there to understand that we don't live in a world where the ability to express yourself goes one way. Like your words are a boomerang. Right, You throw them out and then people throw them back to you. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, a couple of weeks before this, was sitting up there criticizing people over their treatment of Ben Simmons. Said, yo, give Ben Simmons a fucking chance. Give him a chance. You're using your platform to tell people how you would want somebody else to be treated. The people that have a have a problem with what he posted on his Twitter are using their various platforms to tell him how they have a problem with what it was that he promoted. And he did promote it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to silence you. Nobody's trying to cancel you. Right. People just don't want to hear that shit. And if you're going to be, if it means enough for you to post something, it should mean enough for you to have the conversation too. So I just hope that they understand that. I don't hate Kyrie Irving. I don't want Kyrie Irving silenced. What I want Kyrie Irving to do is to be responsible. What he did on that, on, on that, during that press conference, it was cowardly. It was throw a brick and hide your hand. Stand on it. Stand on it. Have the conversation on it. Understand that some people are going to be mad about it, pissed about it. If you're willing to have that conversation, you might just learn why. And I think that could help you and everybody that's involved in the conversation. And I stand on that.
1: I so well said. I really don't have anything to add to that. All I will say is what Kanye, Kanye woo, what Kyrie did in that press conference looked very familiar. And it was, I say what I want to say and then I want to blame everybody else for it and I don't want to take responsibility. We've seen it before. We see it a lot with politicians. It looked very, very familiar. And after coming off of what he did with alex jones and tweeting that out i would have thought that he would have been tell him
0: about that we didn't talk about it we did we
1: did we talked about him tweeting about he he tweeted um was it a message was it a video he tweeted something in regards i thought we did he tweeted something in regards to alex jones that promoted something and i use the word he uses he
0: go ahead he he talked about he uh, he posted a clip of Alex Jones from what he called what he says in the late nineties talking about secret societies and who runs what and whatever and he says while he doesn't support what everyone said about Sandy Hook he does believe that Alex Jones was right. Uh, in what didn't he was say saying that in the late after?
1: 90s. Didn't he say he promoted it? Didn't he say
0: that after no contest, he
1: got criticized? Yeah. And so that's the thing yeah. with Kyrie. You're putting something out there. You're claiming you're not promoting it, but you're using your platform to put it out there and for people to take from it whatever they want to. You come across as a person who doesn't just flippantly promote certain things or put certain things out there. You stand behind them. So coming off of Alex Jones, and it seemed like you didn't have full knowledge of all the things that Alex Jones stood for or why people so are upset with the things that he said or him being a part of this lawsuit. I mean, now... It's, you know you know the story we talked about it I would think that you would have learned from that and instead you did it again and then you want to blame everybody else for what's happening oh you just want fame from this oh your ass I don't expect you to understand this oh just stick to basketball oh I'm not promoting it you can't do that you can't do that can't put something out there and then it'd be free of consequence so I, yeah. I just so want to say I, I will be at the Brooklyn Nets game tonight that does not mean that I'm supporting Kyrie
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Go watch the fucking game. You know, just, it's like.
1: Go watch I'm the fucking game.
0: It's uh, poor Steve Nash. They just can't play regular basketball up there, man. It's always something going on. <laughs> Steve Nash is like <laughs> Steve Nash. It just looks like a, a fucking deer in headlights. <laughs> um, I. A, the last thing I want to say this is like, um. I I hope so so look a lot of for me growing up I speak for myself a lot of what I learned about myself and my people and my heritage was shrouded in conspiracy so let me put it to you like this Let let me try to make this relatable to some people uh Deep down, we know that they're not telling us everything about who we are. Like You look at the messages that you see um, on television. You look at the images that you see on television. You look at all of this stuff. And deep down, you know that what they're telling you is not the truth of who you are. And you have a distrust of information. You have a distrust of information. You have a distrust of the story that you're being told about who you are as a black person as a member of the world society. What is being left out? We talked about the fact on this podcast that vaccination is something that was developed by West Africans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. West Africans Mm -hmm. and, and Indians, right? In the form of variolation. But that's not what you hear. What you hear about when you hear about vaccination is Edward Jenner, the father of vaccination, a white man who was variolated when he was a kid and went on to take that process that he was able to understand from the black people who variolated him and then turning it into a vaccine, he becomes something. Meanwhile, we've contributed nothing to civilization. So you hear stories about black people that invented this, black people that came up with this, black people who were here, black people who were there, who the Moors were. You know what I mean? Uh, Where you might be from, what people did. In school, they don't even really teach you about the Haitian Revolution. Okay, where a bunch of black people down in Haiti, led by Toussaint Louverture, Judy Bookman, uh, killed their slavers and took their island back and have been paying for it ever since. You don't hear about these things. So because we realize that there are all these hidden histories, because we realize that these are there are all these things that we're not being told. It can sometimes make us susceptible to anyone with an agenda telling you, have you heard the truth? It can sometimes make us susceptible to anyone who believes whatever they believe telling you, brother, let me hip you to what's really going on. Just The CIA killed Marvin Gaye. To have a conversation about that as a kid, like listen to my two uncles talk about that. Marvin Gaye was making too many songs about uplifting the community. So the CIA had him killed. Listen to my dad going, ain't nobody having him killed. Marvin Gaye was dealing with something and he got into it with his daddy. It happens all the time. Like all of these things, we think about all of these things, we talk about all of these things, you know. There was a conspiracy to have O.J. Simpson locked up. We'll believe that. Yeah. And, and it's not. I'm not, I'm not saying it in any way to say that like we're fucked up or we don't have the, but we'll believe that. We'll believe that because we know that brothers have been put in that situation before. There's nothing fucked up about the world that we won't believe. I'm asking all of my brothers, now that this stuff is being mainstreamed, now that this uh, weirdly racist, anti-Semitic stuff is being mainstreamed, and that's what's happening. It's being mainstreamed. It's going to go mainstream. I'm asking you guys to ask the appropriate questions about your fellow man. Not to ingest things not to put them in your soul, not to imbibe them without thinking about the human beings on the other side of that, without thinking about the community on the other side of that, in all walks of life, without thinking about the actual people, fuck Twitter, fuck your interviews, the people, the people that will suffer when some of these ideas are mainstreamed. Have you litigated these things enough that somebody might get shot in the fucking head for it. That's it. And if you want to talk to me, call me. I have no problem staying on the phone with you niggas. You know.
1: <laughs> well, we know we met Jack
0: uh, Van Lathan, Animal Agents. Wow. Listen, guys, I I know that some of the people, I know, I know, I'll be honest with you guys. Seriously, Animal Games is coming back. I think we should do a special Animal Games, Animal Games with our guests on Monday.
1: I I swear, I thought that's what you were going to say, and I'm for
0: it. Animal Games. Okay, uh, there was a Montana hunter who shot a Siberian husky and then skinned it. Amber Rose Barnes, we talked about this a little bit. She mistook a six-month-old dog for a wolf she has been charged with misdemeanor with misdemeanor animal cruelty. This, is according to the Flathead County Sheriff, the 36 year old hunter may have sealed her fate by bragging about her kill on social media. So this morning, I set out for a solo predator hunt for a fall black bear. However, I got the opportunity to take another predator: wolf pup. 2022 was a great feeling. On to text my man and say I just smoked a wolf pup mm. pup. Hashtag first world. Hashtag one less predator. Mt
1: Mm.
0: shot the dog in self defense. She says the dog was acting wild and aggressive. I really hope she gets some jail time. Yeah, can I be? I don't understand. Look, I hunted growing up in my early life. I love deer meat. You know, I've hunted rabbit. I've done all of that stuff. So I can't. I'd be a hypocrite for me. So my father loved hunting to the day he was no longer here. It'd be a hypocrite for me. I said, why is she we the stuff that we hunted, we would eat, we would partake in. Why is she hunting a wolf? Why, 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 why are people killing bears? Taking the predators out of people, oh bears kill animals. Taking the predators out of the ecosystem isn't good. This person is a, when I look at people like this, I will be thinking they're crazy, man. She seemed like she crazy, man.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, look at the whole situation. Look how she was bragging about it and everything. It was a pup. It was a pup.
0: Smoked. Smoked a wolf. Smoked. Pup. Smoked. What a fucking nerd. I Amber Rose. Definitely Barnes. should
1: be behind bars.
0: I think she should cool her heels for a little while. And she should, and she cool her heels for a little while, and she should have to go work with pups. With docs, with little pups, who or you know what? No, I'll to trust
1: her around pups. Don't give her that.
0: How about this? Let's do this. This is what she should, she should have to do. She should have to survive two weeks, three weeks, a month up there by herself. You're so fucking tough. No gun. No gun.
1: What does she get? It was like naked, a stick,
0: a stick, and some beef jerky. <laughs> I don't like this, man. No I'm really against either. it. I, I'm a, I, I You know what? I might try to stop eating meat. I love animals okay, so much.
1: Okay, man! like let's be realistic on the podcast. Come on, now. I know the story has you worked up. It makes me upset too. But let's not lie to thought warriors,
0: okay? I just think about the fact that she killed. Even if it was a wolf, she killed a wolf pup, a baby wolf. What and the fuck? And
1: skinned it. No, no, no. And skinned it and then bragged about it. It's bad. It has levels to I
0: To be honest with y'all, this is, this is some white people shit. You know? It's like some white people shit. You know, you see? You know, I ain't never met a nigga hunting a bear. The fuck? We might kill something that's tasty, put them on the grill. But you People let me walk in somebody. I'm sure they do, but it don't that don't mean that it like it don't taste good.
1: When I was in Finland, yeah. Bear was on the menu.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Think about what I think about what I just said. All right. Vance <laughs> very serious question is Mexican food Dallas versus Los Angeles. We're gonna put this Dallas versus LA Mexican hey, food challenge on. Our what?
1: guest can help us with that on Monday.
0: Is he from Dallas?
1: yeah for real yeah i never do may that. or may not have sat, sung on the carpet Oak cliff that's my hood oh i, I, I
0: gotta I, I gotta this is we'll
1: send you the clip i'll send you the clip okay
0: well here's the deal this is what we'll do since we're having somebody that's famous from dallas we gotta have somebody that's famous from baton rouge on the podcast no so. no no
1: the <laughs> let's thing do is it Boosie, th- Boosie, no. got, a, Boosie, like, Boosie. We got a great guest coming hey, on. Let's I've not been knowing
0: Boosie, you know what, this is another person, this, this is another person up. I've been knowing, I've been knowing Boosie for years, I think it's time for to tell the story. We still
1: cool off from Jack, hey, before you bring Hold Boosie.
0: on, nah man, fuck that shit man, Boosie coming on the podcast, Don't. shout out not to all Monday. the Thought Wars. Not on
1: Monday, not on Monday, not on Monday.
0: Not on Thought, I know y'all gonna, y'all gonna love Boosie, cause uh. You, wanna run your mouth? You, wanna, you want, you want to we'll you run, you run your mouth? You want some gangsters in your motherfucking house? We'll we set that bitch. You want to run your mouth? You want some gangsters in front of your motherfucking house? We'll set this bitch off. Set we'll, this set bitch off. off. We'll, we'll set this, this bitch off. off. The fuck? They
1: call me badass right. and I'll punish you. I'll, I'll get, punish you. go out to They attack. call me badass
0: and I'll punish you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can got the 6, one, right. 2, 3,
1: G hit. I love that song. But so, Boosie, I don't want him on the podcast.
0: Set this bitch
1: off
0: <laughs> Alright Uh Do you think off But do not stop Learning I'm Van Lake I'm
1: Rachel Bye guys